Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Flowering of the Human Spirit. Today I'm recording not from Edinburgh during the year with no festivals, but uh, from a secret location uh, outside of Edinburgh, which may or may not be Scotland's secret bunker, I couldn't possibly say. Uh, and I have a special guest with me today, uh, a, a doyen of the literary festival scene and particularly the Edinburgh International Book Festival, also of other festivals, but she's a Kent face, that's what they say, a Kent face around the Edinburgh festivals every year, and quite frankly, you know, my main gallivanting partner of festival times in Edinburgh, uh, Peggy Hughes. Uh, Peggy Hughes has joined me today for the podcast. Hello, Peggy Hughes. Hello, Claire Shirts. 21, you mad woman. <laughs> 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 okay, well, uh, and we're going to be talking about, you know, what what it's like this this year, this crazy year with no festivals. Um, we've just watched a piece on the STV News about uh, the Edinburgh with no festivals, which I was interviewed for and was on for a few seconds talking about the festivals and the podcast. And uh, you can watch that again on STV online, apparently. Uh, but uh, I hope you're you're uh, enjoying your Friday, and uh, that you'll enjoy our chat. Well, hello, Peggy Hughes, and uh, here we are in the secret location uh, elsewhere, holiday, elsewhere holiday. in Scotland, uh, for the first time in August ever. Isn't it? Because every single August we would be in Edinburgh. How are you finding this August in, uh, outside of Edinburgh? Claire Stewart, I did not think I would clap eyes on you this year, let alone this August. So it's very nice uh, to be here and to be chatting to you on your on your fab podcast. Yeah, what a weird what a weird August. Obviously, you know more than most in the endeavour of doing your podcast. Just just how very strange it must be to be in Edinburgh. I certainly um, am finding it um, a, a great but not unwelcome luxury to get to have a holiday in August because that's never happened ever ever since I left school and worked since the, my second year at university not having um, secured even a job interview, I'm not bitter, in my first year at university for the Edinburgh International Book Festival front of house team um i've i've done that every year i've been involved with the, with largely the book festival but not only i've reviewed for the fringe i've done stuff for the wireless and, and going to other festivals um so it's deeply weird to, to for it not to be happening um but of course you know people have made um huge efforts to reach their audiences anyway and i've been involved with that so that's that's been interesting and and you know really wonderful to see how imaginative and dogged and and you know um enthusiastic people are to try and stay connected even so so yeah long way around <laughs> and what what things are you missing most what of festival institutions uh for you of your festival year are you missing the most this year i mean i think i'm i'm missing i'm missing the the, the book festival in charlotte square gardens but i'm missing really the people for me the festivals are the humans behind the festivals and they're you know they're the yurt they're they're the, the people that work in the yurt and the press team and and getting to see the chair people that roll up every year as as i do you know so so for me it, it's the atmosphere and getting to go to brilliant events and getting to stay up too late and drink too much sort of sparkling falling down juice all that all that i miss too um but but it is mostly the the, the sense of kind of coming home for christmas that the festivals and all fest not just not just edinburgh but all festivals for me have an element of that 
it's it's the excitement as well, isn't it? It's that like feeling of like it's just exciting to come together and everyone's feeling that vibe when you go to when you go to the book festival when it's first opening and those those uh, you know like say the people who are running the hospitality are even excited even though they're exhausted they're also excited to see everybody and and yeah it's just got such a nice it's got such a nice vibe about it and you just wonder what everyone's up to right now when uh, when that's not happening and where if they're all sitting thinking regretfully about this year off that they didn't you know they didn't expect uh what have you been doing during during august so far like uh, uh, when you've not been when you've not been festivaling i have been doing so much of very little well i know i i was i was at work in my day job until uh last week and then i have th- taken the unheard of uh a two-week holiday in august which is just amazing and i've been doing lots of walking and lots of running and lots of reading books that aren't relevant to anything which is great i'm reading wolf hall um it's reckless child involving but also enormous and i'm never going to finish it. i will finish it i will um so yeah i suppose there's that isn't there that when you you know when you, the reading that comes with the job like mine it's a certain kind of reading when you're reading for work so I'm, I'm i'm making the most of being able to read a bunch of really unrelated things to be honest um getting outdoors loads um so all the things that i probably wouldn't be doing if i were um augusting in in edinburgh to be honest yeah You've still been getting a bit of cheering in though, and uh, even though you're uh, even though you're officially off duty, you've done a bit of done a little bit of cheering for the Edinburgh International Book Festival, and you know the book festival being the main the main festival you're regularly involved in, and and me me too, and that's my fave one as well. But what is uh, you know wh- how do you think it it's going so far this year with uh, with everything that's you know all the changes and and what's the experience like for you for uh, you know doing an online event and watching the online events as well how have you found it um to answer the second first that what's the difference in delivering an online event because because where i work we've done a lot of that i think it's just so interesting because one could could believe it's easier somehow or you know that that not being having to transport people physically to a space would would cut out some of the labor my experience has been the absolute opposite it's actually every single event comes with 50 different small decisions so i think that it's it's not without its complications and and for that i think um the edinburgh have done a really brilliant job like i, I think that it looks great the pairings are, are ha- that i've engaged with and i have i haven't been as involved as i would have been because I, I don't have brilliant wi-fi in my secret location um but i think that it's it's um they've done a really beautiful job and it's not without a whole ton of work behind that so it's so well done to them really um i've been involved in chairing an event with matt haig who i first met many years ago at a different festival in wigtown um so it's been and matt's a lovely man and it's been very nice to get to reconnect I, they, I, very much i should say i chaired matt before reasons to stay alive so that that watershed huge book for him so yeah it was very very nice um it is funny not being in a rainy tent in charlotte square and the roar of writer's retreat and the um the you know the grease paint darling um and sort of chairing to a to a screen it's a very strange experience but but nonetheless very nice to be able to chat to someone like matt and to to hopefully you know to to share the love of his really great new book the midnight library available in all good bookshops um with um (laughs) with hopefully his readers and maybe new readers too so yeah it's, it's been nice interesting i've i'm just thinking about that um sort of damp slightly damp tent smell 
and the fireworks sort of popping in the background and I have uh, seen many an event with those pesky fireworks blasting away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and also the sort of damp the damp grass and the you know and the and the ice cream and the bookshop and the tent and all those th- you know I miss all these things and it's it's always so nice to see people um some some of the well also we've just had some great times we've had some really no we <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not but you know uh, I, I remember particularly uh one one time we went we decided we were going to go and just see a random fringe show one afternoon and we and we ended up going to see this pair of uh performers and uh doing a theater thing about being actors do you remember this i vaguely do i do a little bit i mean it's that though isn't it it's sort of like just cutting about edinburgh on a, on a festival day and you do, you don't have any real plan but you're probably going to end up drunk somewhere up too late um having seen a load of either brilliant or terrible stuff like that's oh. you know i do i do miss those those kind of days definitely um oh. mm. i think i think we uh, we ended up eating uh chips or either fish and chips or yeah chips Anyway, we're involved on the steps of the uh, informatics building. Classic. And, and class. Classy. All of those words. <laughs> Stay real. <laughs> and we, we actually just, like, somebody just gave us a flyer. Like, we were very open to the, the sense of serendipity that day. Like, we had no plan, and then we somebody handed us this flyer. In fact, it was one of the performers. They were doing their own flyering, and they were in... The venue was it the counting house next to the pear tree. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm being honest. I don't remember the detail of the performance. But they they I were wearing the they were wearing they were wearing uh, polonex, uh, black polonex oh, and black black they were. black tights, <laughs> black polonex and black tights and and berries. That's probably what won us over. And they did a lot of really dramatic stretches before they started. Yeah. Anyway, it was very it was very daft. It was a very daft show. It was also a free fringe. It was a free fringe number, and it was pay what you pass the hat around. And I've I don't think I've laughed so much at a fringe show in my life. And it was just a completely random discovery. And Glory. these yeah. guys, it was a good that was a good day. But yeah, like what uh, do you have any good uh, fe- the nostalgic fringe or festival in general memories? Oh, tons. I mean, I suppose. Um, I mean, I, I can, I'm trying to think of any amazing shows. God, there's just there. Honestly, there are just too many. I can't think of any single one. But what I will say is, at the minute, Facebook is always there to remind you. Like my Facebook at the minute is just kind of a, a sort of litter of, you know, do you mind that time seven years ago that you were there doing this or you know, um, and so yeah, there's been quite a few of you and I cutting about the galleries, for example, um, gossip on George Street, lots of book festival things, obviously, um, lots of post book festival things in the Oxford bar that 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 kind oh. of that kind of situation um so yeah it's just far too many it's far too many that's the beauty of the festivals isn't it there's just a lot of brilliant moments that it's hard to pick just one mm-hmm. and, and also uh, yeah thinking about like, it's all the bits in between as well where you're walking along you know you're walking from one place to another probably quite quickly because you're probably being held up and then you know some performers who have just been like chucked out of their dressing room by the next performance or like you know walking onto the street like peacocks and you know uh giving you like with their costumes and their makeup still on 
and then going into Pret-a-Manger to get a sandwich <laughs> and uh, yeah and just all the random the random nights and then the and then the fireworks go off and everyone's like oh let's yeah. go and you know peering around a peering around a tent to see the fireworks you're making me feel quite nostalgic now. I was yeah. sort of telling myself it was lovely to be on holiday, and now I'm like, oh yeah, do you remember all that crazy noise and colour and spontaneity and unpredictableness and silliness? You know, so thanks, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, well, you know what? Like, you're not missing any of it because it's not happening. So there's no FOMO required, uh, and I'm sure everyone else is everyone else who's a, a festival lover is is feeling the same, feeling the same way, sort of semi relieved, semi regretful. But uh, thanks for thanks for joining us today in this secret location, um, where you know we're, you're enjoying you're enjoying some some well earned time off. We'll be looking forward to that event with Matt Haig, whose book is at what number two in the bestseller charts now, I think, or maybe it's number one now. Midnight Library. It's like um, I don't know if your listeners may may already be aware, um, familiar with um, with Matt's work, but this is a really lovely novel, um, like a cross between It's a Wonderful Life and Quantum Leap a kind of parallel life story about a young woman called Nora Seed and what happens if she can uh, sort of revisit the things in life that she most regrets. Whoa. Sounds sounds uh, instantly compelling and also um, I, I expect to see that blurb on the paperback. I'm sure it'll be, you know, Peggy Hughes, cross between... <laughs> cross, what was it? Quant- Quantum Leap meets Quantum It's a Wonderful Quantum Life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I can't like I can't um, I can't see an opportunity to watch It's a Wonderful Life and not watch it and cry my eyes out. So it sounds like it's for me, definitely. And I've also been enjoying uh, Helen Mantel's, you know, uh, Thomas Cromwell books uh, during during this time. I feel like Thomas Cromwell's actually been like my main lockdown buddy oh, nice. uh, through the whole thing. And He's a very uh, compelling character. I must yeah. Say. Yeah. I mean, I uh, there's a bit I was, I was quoting to my other half, um, a bit where he's described by someone as like one of those small square shaped dogs kept on strings by men of low repute, and you just exactly know what that means, don't you? Yeah. You just know exactly what he's like. So yeah, yeah a staffy, a staffy, a staffy, basically, a staffy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying that enormously. Yeah. Staffies have always forever uh, had a had an undeserved bad reputation, well, haven't they? They have. They and we we know people with staffies who are very loving. Uh, tender dogs of those people so yeah but um but yeah no that's what i'm going to be getting up to for the rest of my time away well i've had that um bookshop band song you make the best plans thomas in your head for like periodically for my uh... (laughs) yes yes exactly exactly it's it's good you make the best plans thomas exactly you're gonna have to stop because i'll get oh you'll get get in trouble (laughs) (laughs) the bookshop band they'll be okay they'll be fine i'll drop them a line well yes the bookshop band i will have to give them a we'll give them a plug in the show notes with a with a link to their link to their spotify well not spotify that's not the one is it somewhere they can get paid (laughs) uh they're linked to their album where you can buy their album okay well thanks peggy and uh thanks for joining us thanks claire Great to see you. Thank you. A big thank you to Peggy Hughes for joining me on today's episode. And I just it just happened by chance that we were able to be in the same place to record this episode and, and uh, what a 
what a great piece of luck because just wouldn't really be in August without uh, <coughs> without a Peggy Hughes Claire Stewart get together and may there be may there be many more to come in in coming years uh, whatever things look like there's lots of people that we both miss from those festivals that you know that we see every year and I hope that everyone out there is doing okay and keeping on keeping on and staying well and hopefully we'll see you again really soon and uh, especially the book festival gang who are you know still still on it putting out this digital festival that's going on just now and you can catch Peggy's event where she's skillfully cheering Matt Haig talking about his new book The Midnight Library on the very last day of August Monday the 31st of August eh, at 2.30 in the afternoon and I assume like the other events you'll be able to watch it online afterwards if you can't watch it live and I'm sure it'll be great the International Book Festival's events are all free and online and available to watch later which is just a wonderful gift to us all and has possibly made the festival more accessible to more people than it ever has been uh, including people based right here in Edinburgh and who can watch it when they're for ex- as a friend said putting their kids to bed uh, or you know if they didn't if they didn't have the the time free to watch the event they can watch it later and you can donate to them on their website to support their their uh, ongoing costs um, of of staying staying a festival and being a part of our festival city on their website and you can also buy the book and there's an interesting virtual signing system as well which is quite fascinating innovation there so do check it out on edbookfest.co.uk Monday 31st of August 2.30 is, is the Matt Haig event but there's there's so much more to choose from and some fabulous fabulous events have already been that you can that you can go back and watch I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast and until then please take care and I'll look forward to you joining me tomorrow cheerio